Welcome to Feed the Sheep Podcast. This is your host, Ross Steele. As I always say, God is good all the time, and all the time, the devil is stupid. Here, I like to talk about things culture doesn't want to talk about. I talk about things to advance the gospel, to build the kingdom, and bless the world. Let's get right to it. All right, welcome back to Feed the Sheep Podcast. This is your host, Ross Steele, and this week we have a very special guest all the way from up north, our northern friends up in Michigan. Uh, we have Mackenzie, who actually was like the first, oh, hold on, Mackenzie Wolfile. She actually just corrected me on how to actually pronounce her last name, but she was one of the <laughs> first friends I had in uh, Michigan and probably the truest friend. She's a small business owner, entrepreneur, Christmas season fanatic, uh, very consistent and a true woman of God, but we are going to finish off uh, the relationship segments with Mackenzie. So thanks for being with me today, Mackenzie. What do you got to say for yourself? What do I say for myself? Uh, first of all, hi. Hi. <laughs> um, it is an honor to be here and be asked to you know talk about relationships and stuff like that. Um, it's a really important topic and a topic that I'm really passionate about. Um, obviously, I've made a living out of it, um, so I'm just happy to be here, and thank you f- for allowing me to speak on your podcast. <laughs> you make a living out of it. Explain what you do with said living. Sure. Uh, I am an event planner, um, mostly focusing on wedding planning, um, so I just help couples um, plan their big days and starting their journey together as a wedded couple. Well, that sounds kind of chaotic not gonna lie um it it can be uh i love it i live for the chaos i live for the challenge so quite honestly um i realized after my own wedding that uh, i should have had a wedding planner and <laughs> i never wanted anybody to feel the way that i did um, on my wedding day which was just kind of a lot of stress um so i decided to kind of pursue a career in it and uh here i am <laughs> Well, we'll love it. Um, as we dive into this last segment of relationships, I wanted to start off by talking about the stigmas around, you know, a relationship, um, a relationship, uh, a marriage, uh, an engagement, like all the different stigmas that we see in our world today. Stigmas. Oh my gosh, you're gonna have to give me some examples. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess, like more, more to be more specific, the what we see isn't always what is true. Um. Oh gosh, yeah, you're diving deep right away, aren't uh, you? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, I don't mess around. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess that is. Yeah. If I have to say anything about marriage, is it's um one of the biggest challenges I've had in my life, but also one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever gone through. Um, And it kind of teaches you how to, I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it, how to kind of mm, think about somebody else and care about somebody else in a deeper, more connected way. Um, But also, just I don't even know it, it's it isn't always what you seem because you know some people put their whole lives out there on you know social media sure. or just to their friends and family um 
I and my husband, Josh, who I'm sure we'll talk about more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he, we just, we don't do that. We don't put our lives out on the social media because first of all, we don't, it's not anybody's business. Um, who cares anyway? Um, but it's just something that when you're going through your battles and when you're going through your, whatever you're going through, happy, sad, whatever it is, it's something that you guys need to work on as a couple. And I think that that's something that a lot of couples in this world are kind of straying away from. They are looking to posting it on places and talking to other people when really they need to sit down and talk to their spouse about it. Yeah. Um, or their future spouse or their boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that answers the question, but no, that's, just that's kinda... good. I like it. No, I like it. Um, what, so you mentioned Josh and we'll just kind of get into it. I know a little bit about your background, um, but I want you to kind of share a little bit about your guys's story and um, just, just that whole journey. For sure. Um, it's been a long one. <laughs> we just celebrated nine years of being together back at the end of February, which is just absolutely crazy to even think about um, that it's been that long. Um but kind of to start from the beginning, beginning, uh, about, gosh, before the school year started in 2012, it was my so- our sophomore year, I guess you and me were the same age. Josh yeah. is two years older than me. Um, so sophomore year, 2012, um, I realized that um, my focus in terms of like what I was really like caring about was it was completely incorrect. Um, you know, I've always grown up with a great foundation in my family of, you know, being a Christian and having a relationship with God and everything. Um, but I realized that I myself was just looking for happiness and looking for a relationship in a really, really incorrect way. Um, so honest to God, the, the day before, uh, the school year started, I just prayed and I just said, you know what, Lord, I am sorry that I have been focusing on trying to find a boyfriend and, this is the wrong way of going about life. So I just, you know, get rid of that, um, get rid of that idea and get rid of that focus. And I just, I know that when I, when I am ready, I know that, you know, you will know when I am ready for, you know, someone special. And, and I know that you will present that person to me um, when I am ready and when I am, you know, prepared emotionally and mentally and spiritually. Yeah. Um, and the next day I met Josh. And oh, look at that. I don't want to say, you know, God doesn't answer stuff that quickly all the time. Um, and it wasn't even like when I met him, I was like, I am going to date this man and I'm going to no, marry didn't. him. Like right. that was not even it. But what, what it was is like I met him and I knew he was different. And I knew that he was supposed to be someone who, important in my life. I was like, I, I was like, okay, God, I see you. I see you. Like I <laughs> – all right, like this guy is supposed to be someone that I form a relationship with for some reason or another. Um, and I'm going to listen to that. And, you know, we became best friends over the first like four or five months of the school right. year. Um, we just, we talked all the time. We talked, you know, about some stuff that just, you know, we were just, he, he was my best friend. And um, it wasn't until the following January, January, 2013, um, that we kind of started pursuing each other on a level of like a relationship um you know we went on a couple of dates and you know and the second date is when he asked me to be his girlfriend and so that's kind of how it started and you know i knew going into my friendship and my relationship with josh that you know he didn't have a relationship with with god i'm apologizing now if you hear the fire trucks going by my house (laughs) that's all right i didn't think you'd be able to hear them Uh, anyway uh 
I knew he didn't have a relationship with God. Um, I knew that his family, both sides of his family, you know, grew up with like going to church and stuff like that. But I knew he himself just had a very tainted idea behind having a relationship with God. Um, but I didn't let that really necessarily deter me from being in his life and have him being in mine because, you know, we're, we're Christians. And part of what we do is we call, we help bring people to the kingdom. Right. And, and so, um, I didn't let him not having a relationship with God deter me from even having a relationship with him because I was like, I'm in his life for a reason. He's in my right. life for a reason. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. But I think that I'm supposed to be the reason that he finds a relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I just, it kind of started off with me just going, Hey, like, you know, I go to church every Sunday, me and my mom, we go to church every Sunday. I'm on the worship team a lot of times during every Sunday. I'm not going to force you to come to church with me. I'm just letting you know it is very important in my life and um, you can come and I would love for you to come with me. I would love to introduce you to the people I know there. Um, But, you know, I don't want to pressure you. I want you to come when you're ready. Um, And he never like was ever against it. He just was always like, yep, like, oh, I'm busy, whatever. Um, And that's fine because I understand it. Um, And I remember the first time he actually told me which is funny because it was nine years ago. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time he told me he could go to church with me and it was such like a, it was such like a thrilling moment because it's like, Oh yes. Like I'm so excited. I'm so excited for him to um, see worship. I'm so excited for him to hear a message from a pastor that I have been with my entire life. This pastor that is at my church up North, um, you know, he had been someone in my life forever. So <laughs> I was just really excited. Um, and that's kind of how it started. And I never, I never, um, like I said, forced him into yeah. having a relationship. I never forced him into doing any of this stuff. I just, I made it like I'm here and you know, I'm here for any questions and I, I would love to like help you with anything that you need or whatever. Sure. Um, but then it wasn't until probably, I don't know, probably like almost six months later, right before he moved to college, um, we were camping with my family and he came out for the, for the evening, just so, you know, campfire stuff north stuff you know yeah. and um you know we sat down at a picnic table while the rest of my family was at the fire and he was like i see something in you and your mom like i see something that you guys have and i don't know what it is but i want it mm. and That's good. i straight up just said i was like i mean i'll tell you what it is we have a relationship with with god and we we know and 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 that's a light that we share because we know that we are the light, right? We right. like, he is the way, the truth and light. And we are, we are here to show people how great your life can be when you have this relationship. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just skyrocketed from there. And, you know, he, we had some really great mentors uh, about five years ago that came into our lives that, you know, just really even helped him even more. Cause you know, as a woman, it's hard to help a man with his walk in faith and just in general, just maturing and stuff like that. So I was so thankful that he had some mentors that were such strong men of God that helped him throughout his entire journey. And he dove in to the word, gosh, more than I could have even thought he ever would. And and it's just, and it's been amazing to kind of see it. it, I always say it's, it's one thing forming a relationship yourself, right. With, with God. Um, It's a whole other thing seeing someone that you know and love form that relationship. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's like a tree. Yeah. It's like a flower. I don't know, compared no, to that, something yeah. that grows, right? It, it is it is absolutely astounding and amazing to watch. And, and you know, 
um, here we are nine years later, uh, married almost three years, which again, also is crazy. And, you know, we are just rocking it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's absolutely incredible. And I remember you talking about how, you know, when you first started seeing each other, you started dating, um, you know, he, he didn't have a relationship with the Lord. And I think that oftentimes us at, or, or like, I mean the church really, but makes it seem like, Hey, you shouldn't be in relationship with anybody who doesn't know the Lord. But when we mm-hmm. do that, we're, we're cutting off people from a potential opportunity to know the Lord. And they, everybody, you know, quotes, you know, unequally yoked, you know, don't be unequally yoked to this, that I understand. Like, would you, would you still, maybe, I don't know, would you still marry somebody knowing and they, they still have yet to come to the Lord? I don't know. That's a question for, you know, another time. But I know like if you had just not given it a chance uh, because of that, then there's a good possibility Josh would have never come to know the Lord. Um, yeah. And I, and I hate to think that, um, you know, because I would love to think that, you know, at some walk in his life, he would have seen someone and been touched in, in life. But, you know, it, sure. it, it's a sad truth is that, you know, it probably wouldn't have. And so I'm just so thankful that I did come into his life for that reason alone. Right. If not, you know, the fact that he's my, you know, soulmate, we're married, whatever. <laughs> But just in general, I'm just so glad that I was able to provide him with the um, the, the stepping stone into yeah. into his walk in faith. Yeah, and the Lord really used you and and your family and your mom uh, during that time for sure. And I think that's a that's a weird place to be in because we have so many people who may say, "Hey, you really shouldn't be in a relationship with them uh, because of this, this, and that." Um, but in our minds, because, you know, as you know, and the, some who listen may not know, but like I was in a relationship with somebody knowing that they didn't know the Lord and they were coming from a completely different uh, religion. And uh, I was like, you know, no, I think like I'm supposed to be in this and God led me here. And I fully believe that. And I had all the people in my corner that were like, hey, you know, kept keeping me accountable. Hey, you know this. Hey, yeah, I do know. But. I really think I'm supposed to be here. And through that, you know, same instance, we're not still, we're still not, I mean, we're not together anymore, but like through that relationship, the Lord used it in a way that really grabbed a hold of her life. And like, really she's starting to know the Lord and have that relationship with him. And it really is, like you said, being able to see somebody you love and and really care for, really come into a relationship with him. It's like one of the most joyful uh, feelings and emotions. It was, I don't know. It it was really crazy, uh, at the time, but I'm glad that we can get like, I could get you on here and talk about that just a little bit because we always hear, especially in the church, the other side of it. And it's like, people call it missionary dating and it doesn't work. But I know so many people, um, who've done it and Mm -hmm. have succeeded at it. Um, right. But yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. I'm glad you could share that. What would you say that yeah. the, um, what was the, what would you say the greatest struggle in, in the dating phase today? If you want to speak from experience or just what you see, um, whatever you want to do, but what would you say the greatest struggle in the dating phase is nowadays? <laughs> um, it's a loaded question. Well, 
it's, it's a loaded question, but it's also um, what a lot of people need to realize is Josh and I started dating before dating apps were really a thing at all. Um, so I, my experience in the dating age today obviously has been through watching my friends and what they've gone through um, and stuff like that. However, what I will say, I think the biggest, um, you know, obstacle in today's dating age for men and women is this um, inherent need for the other person to just automatically know exactly what you want and exactly what you need without having to tell them. Yeah. I mean, Josh and I's relationship, you know, we're still figuring out things that each other needs sometimes. Like we're still in that phase. You're constantly learning. Like marriage doesn't mean that all of a sudden you know exactly what the other person's thinking and you never have any issues when it comes to communication, stuff like that. Marriage is a constant work relationships are. It's just how it works. So I think, yeah, to answer your question, I think it's just people thinking that they're just, they don't need to communicate their wants and their needs and their goals and aspirations in the relationship, you know, and it just becomes this big mash, mosh pit of yeah, lack of communication, confusion. Lack, yeah. Lack of communication, lack of intentionality. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed lately uh, intentionality is so big. I was reading the book uh, by Ben Stewart, Single Dating, Engaged, Married, and he mentions intentionality yeah. throughout that book the whole time. And yeah. a lot of us think we are intentional. Um, but when I like, because I always thought I was intentional when it came to like dating. But man, when I look at it, I was like, wow, I really sucked. <laughs> I was missing well, the ball. And it's so funny that you say that. I literally, as I was like, you know, ever since, um, you know, you asked me to, um, you know, talk about my relationship on this podcast, I've been like taking notes every time I like think about things. Um, and one of the things that actually came to me this morning on my drive to work um, was intentionality in the relationship and how um, I was listening to um, Sadie Robinson Huff's Well, That's Good podcast. And I can't yeah. remember the name of the, the episode now, but something that she, they said, I think it was one with her and Christian is intentionality protects the heart. Oh yes. That's such a good one. I literally okay. just listened to that. Yeah. And, um, but one thing I was going to say in general, like with intentionality, you know, when I was 16 and Josh was 18 when we started dating young infant baby children, might as well be. <laughs> right. Um, but one thing that we kind of, not we didn't actually like say to each other in the very beginning we will marry each other right but one thing that we consistently had through our relationship was intentionality it was you know we both went about the relationship in a totally different way now josh had had a couple of other girlfriends before me but i had never really had any boyfriends um i just never yeah, found anyone that date. was worth i didn't i didn't i didn't have anybody worth wasting my time on no offense to anybody involved <laughs> um but it and, and i i credit that to also my foundation um with my like walk with christ i right. think i was ready i didn't i don't think that you know me as a person i don't think my emotions were ready i don't think my mind was ready and i'm okay with that but i'll say all that to say uh, josh and i were separated slash like we were at a long distance for four and a half years of our relationship wow um, 
So six months after we started dating, he went off to college. And then for four and a half years, we were not in the same town for longer than two weeks. Ever. So that really you have is. to be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. It forces you, have you to, to learn have that. Like a, mm-hmm, it forces you to, um, to really be intentional with a lot of things, communication, with your time, with each other, with your, um, you know, just a lot of things with your thoughts, with your, your actions and stuff like that. And, um, quite honestly, I, and I tell people this every day. I, I think that our four and a half years being at a long distance is one of, I accredit that to one of the reasons we're married today. Um, and it sounds really weird. Yeah. Well, that goes to that cliche saying where it's like, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder, uh, type of deal. Well, and it's that, but it's also, you know, we were so young when we started dating. Um, we're high school sweethearts. That doesn't happen anymore. But yeah. we were forced to become independent people and have our own independence outside of each other. Uh-huh. Um, but we just knew at the end of the day, we always had each other. Right. And we formed our own lives and our own thoughts and our own, you know, everything. And then when we, so when I finally moved to Grand Rapids um, to be nearer to him, I changed colleges, but also just to be nearer to him. It was like, it was like riding a bike, getting back into the relationship. It wasn't like we had to, I did have this fear. I was like, oh my gosh, well, what if he doesn't like me anymore? Cause he sees me every day and he thinks I'm annoying. Oh, Cause gosh. let's be real. I can be a little overbearing. Um, no. But yeah, so just, I'm sorry, reeling it back in. Intentionality is just so important in anything in any dating relationship engaged or, or marriage. It, it's just, you gotta be intentional with everything. Yeah. No, that's, that's big. Um, what, intentionality is obviously, you know, a key component, but what are some other key components, uh, in creating and forming a healthy relationship? Um, I think one of the biggest things is, um, knowing that, I guess, understanding that we both love and show love in different ways. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and that goes into, you know, uh, with those mentors I mentioned earlier, um, they introduced us to the five love languages book mm-hmm. and, um, excuse me. And I think it's honestly, I recommend that to everybody and anybody who, whether you're in a relationship or not, like you need to read it, you need to do yeah. it because I think it's so big because so those, those of people who know Josh and I know that he is a very like calm, cool and collected um, very introspective person who lets out his extrovert sometimes, but not too much where I am like this giant ball of flame and fire who all the time, super like, like extroverted. I have so much energy. People un- don't understand how I have it. And I don't either. But <laughs> so it's really funny that we're together because people see us and they're like, you guys are literally opposite, but it works for us right. and that's okay. Yeah. And so that's very different. And the way we love and the way we, we, we receive love is very different. So for me, you know, um, it has a lot to do with like quality time. And, um, for him, quality time was also one of them, but another one of them was just acts of service. And I think also our love languages have changed since we, um, so when we were apart for those four and a half years, our love languages were like fully quality time all the time. There was no other one. And I even had a little selfish one, which was the gift giving. I didn't like that one, but it still made me feel really good. and made me feel really appreciated when he, um, when he did that, um, one of my big love languages also nowadays is words of affirmation, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's just, he knows that and I know what his are. And, and so we understand that and we know that 
that's the best way for us to communicate our love to that person. And like, you know, I'm one of those people that's like talking all the time. It's just what I do. And, and he, I've gotten really good about making sure that I don't talk as much because I know that he needs his time to think because, you know, he is so introspective about a lot of things. And that's something that my family didn't understand at first either. Right. And even I didn't understand yeah. at first. Right. Um, but yeah, like one of the biggest first successful relationships, just know how the other person loves and know how they need to receive love because you need to just, oh, you need to know it. And it's just so important in uh, communication. Um, don't ever think that the other person should just know, yeah, you know, that gets don't ever assume trouble. anything. And yeah, like, you know, Josh still, Josh and I still ask each other, you know, like, what do you need from me? Or like, what do you want me to say? Or like, how, how, how do you want me to respond? Because we learned early on that, you know, or he learned early on with me mostly is like, sometimes I don't need him to fix things. You know, I don't need him to just, if I'm coming to him with like something that's bothering me or something, it's mostly just because it's on my heart and it's on my mind. And I just want to get rid of it. And I need to talk to somebody else about it. Um, and then once I do, I'm fine. But sometimes what he would do, and it's men in general, and it's just who you guys are as, as created, you just want to fix everything and that's okay. And that's totally fine, but there is a time and place and there. So we've really learned how to communicate that way too. And just making sure like, okay, does she want me to fix something? No. Okay. She just wants me to listen or like, maybe she doesn't even want to talk. She just wants me to be here. Yeah. She doesn't want me to say anything. And the present. same thing with Josh or sometimes Josh, like nothing against me doesn't want to be around me. He just wants to be by himself. He's like I said, he's a very, um, to himself person in terms of like a lot of his best thoughts and a lot of his best coping is by himself and that's okay. And I've learned that. Um, but only through trial and error, right? Only through sure, right, communicating right. with each other and relationships are hard. I'm never going to tell anybody relationships are easy, but you know, they're so they're easier when you just have a good relationship and, just open communication with the person that you're with. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good. That's a good word. Um, I, I know that I, I think this is true. At least I'm pretty certain, like 90, 94% certain. But as we continue to grow and get older, uh, even if you've been in a relationship, you're still growing. So there are times where your love languages or your significant other's love language may change. Um, so I think it's important to recognize that and that, Hey, this is what you were 10 years ago, but it could be different. I mean, mine's right. changed since I first read the book and that was like four mm -hmm. years ago. So, uh, that's something to note, but the obvious matter is something super important in relationships is Christ and the importance of Christ mm -hmm. at the center. And I want to know, like, let's talk a little bit about the importance of having Christ at the center and then uh, kind of what he has done for you and your relationship. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Okay. So first I'm going to say, just going back to kind of, you know, people in the church and just our people we know, um, telling us, Oh, you shouldn't start a relationship with that person because they don't have a relationship with God. And, um, I remember, I want to say it was like, it was probably less than a year into mine and Josh's relationship. I was on the phone with a buddy of mine from uh, a church camp I used to go to. And I had expressed my knowledge of, you know, Josh not having a relationship and everything. And he said to me, he said, 
he said, I don't, I, I don't know why you're with him if he doesn't have a relationship with God. I'm like, I just don't think that that's a reason I shouldn't have a relationship with him. And he's like, I just can't imagine standing at the gates of heaven without my spouse or without the person that I've spent this time with. And that really shook me because it is so true. It's like, you know, it just goes to show it's fine to have a relationship with someone who doesn't if your intention behind that relationship is bringing them to the kingdom. Yeah. But it's knowing it's knowing that you can't let that relationship taint your relationship with God, because at the end of the day, that's what's more important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of how I went about the relationship is just knowing, okay, like, you know what, this might not work out if he doesn't want it and that's fine, but I'm not going to let that be a deal breaker with like, because I don't want to. Okay. So to kind of go back to your question, um, I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent and now I don't remember what the question was. Well, it was, it was, <laughs> uh, the importance of Christ in your relationship and like how, how yeah. that, how, or how, if you centering your guys's relationship around Christ, um, and what that's done for your relationship. Yeah, I think it's just made it so um, whenever something is going on in our lives, whether it be, you know, um, medically or financially or anything like that, we know that, um, and I guess as, as hardships with those situations, we know that we can go together, we can stand in agreement, you know, we can stand in agreement on the word of God and just say, you know, like, right. know that each other has that same um, mindset with it. Um, or in times of like good things happening, you know, um, and successes, you know, we are praising God for that. And we praise God for our marriage the way that it is, because, you know, we know that we would not have as strong as, of a marriage if we didn't have the foundation that we have um, in our relationships separately with God. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we both formed those strong relationships and a strong foundation in our faith um, before we got married. And that's how we knew we were ready to get married. Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't like him piggybacking off of your faith. He had his own. Correct. He had his own. If anything, I tell people sometimes he's a better, he's a stronger Christian than I am. <laughs> he can quote scripture all day long, and I'm like, what? I'm like, when did this happen? But right. like at the same time, it like brings tears to my eyes yeah. and chills to my body because it's like it's so awesome to see someone be so involved in it and so like someone that you know did not have that foundation right. before oh, yeah. to see them not like because it's not a race right it's like you know your faith and like your relationship with god is not a race right. but it's so right. cool to see how leaps and bounds more of a christian he became um which like i said is is the reason we were ready to get married is because we had those such solid relationship with god on our own we were ready and we knew that, you know, God was waiting for that period. We were together for six and a half years before we got married. Um, but, and it was partly because we were so young. We got married at the age of 22 and 24. Right. So, like, it's not like, <laughs> but we we knew that we just were not ready on our own yet. We were not ready as a couple. We were not ready as a unit. We needed to learn all of this stuff. We needed to be able to because we were still looking at worldly things and looking to worldly things when things were going wrong or when things were going happy and when things were going good. Um, but once we started really recognizing where the good was coming from and where the bad was coming from, and we knew that we were ready to take a step forward. And that's how we just carry out our entire marriage is just realizing, you know, um, things are going to happen and it's just making sure we have the right mindset about it the entire time mm -hmm. and stand in agreement no matter what. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. 
That's important. I, I mean, honestly, like it seems super cliche and even people in the church like don't fully understand it. Um, and those who know nothing about a, what it means to have a relationship with the Lord don't understand mm-hmm. how important that truly is. I mean, I, I have like personal friends that they're in relationships, they're living together, they don't go to church and I love on them like immensely because I'm like the only source of the Jesus's love and my love for them isn't even close to the love Jesus has for them. And it's like not giving up on people like that. Um, But also Mm -hmm. like I have like my Devin who was just recently on the podcast talking about relationships. He as a married man has like a great testimony as well as yours with Josh that can really open their eyes. So that's my hope for this, obviously. Um, but I do have one last question before we close out. And okay. obviously, you know, you know it, you know, being through in a relationship, engagement, marriage, everything. Um, but I know it as well, just going in through relationships, but it's not always sunshine and rainbows. And how do we navigate those bad days when they come? Healthy ways, I guess, to navigate. Um, I guess I would probably have to say, and this is coming from an experience from me personally. Um, so I don't want people to like think this is the only way, obviously. Sure. Um, but we, I will start, I will preface what I'm about to say with this. I do not like when people say marriage is just a piece of paper. Mm. Um, because it's not. Um, marriage is the intent of working through whatever comes up. And you don't want to think that a piece of paper makes you do that, quote unquote, piece of paper makes you do that. Um, but it does because you're, you're it, going back to intentionality. Um, when you're intentional about making the relationship happen and making sure that you are, you have a healthy relationship. The idea behind the, the harder days um, changes, you know, where, you know, when you're dating, it's kind of like, oh, I'm breaking up with him because he said this the wrong way or whatever. You know, it's just when you're married, it's like, okay, he said this in a way that hurt my feelings or whatever. And mm-hmm. maybe the reason he said that it, it, maybe it came off this way. He didn't mean it this way. Let's talk about it. You know, um, it's understanding that we all have bad days. Everyone has bad days. And knowing that sometimes your, your spouse needs you as a rock to lean on in order to get through those hard days. And when it comes to hard days where maybe you're having a disagreement for one reason or another, um, it's communicating healthily, I don't think that's a word, um, but in a healthy way and not, you know, going straight to a decibel that doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Like not screaming at each other. Um, it's It's staying cool and collected and just, trying to find the root of the issue, I guess, you know? Okay. So for instance, like say there's a, I don't know, there's a towel left on the ground or something 
and I blow up because I'm like, oh, well, I'm always doing so much work. Blah, blah, blah. My mom always <laughs> taught me about the last side. It, it, my mom always told me this saying, and, and it always used to annoy me, but it, it makes so much sense. It's the, it's the last sack on the floor. That's not the reason you're mad. You're mad about other things, right. but that is and what that, caused you to crack. Yeah. And when that causes you to crack, you know that you are not communicating correctly with your spouse. When that one it's, little item. When yeah. that one little thing is what causes you to crack, you know that there are probably 15, if not more other things that have happened that you didn't communicate and you can't assume that they know that that's bothering you mm. or what they said was bothering you or whatever. That's good. It's when something comes up, like Josh and I are really good now, and especially me, because, you know, I hate to admit it, but women are emotional. It's just who we are. It's how we, we were created. And sometimes I feel an emotion and it doesn't even make sense to why I feel it. Um, but I've gotten really good about being telling Josh, hi, this is what I'm feeling right now. I'm not sure why I'm feeling it, but I just want to let you know. <laughs> because that way, you know, he can know that if I react in a in a very what seems like a rational way. It's not pointed at him. It's just I have something going on that I don't know. I yeah. I don't even understand. Right. You know, and it's just it's over communicating. Over communicating. Over. I can't never, say that enough. Yeah, you can never you communicate. Can, too you can much. literally never communicate too much, and mm -hmm. it just like and it just goes back to just just communicate with the person because they cannot read your mind. Mm. They cannot. Nobody yeah. can read mind. It's just. It's just making sure that you're communicating. I don't even know that's if that. No, I don't even it, know if that's like answers it. You know. No, what it I mean? does. It does. <laughs> no, that's that is really good. Um, well, Kenzie, thanks for closing out this segment on relationships here on Feed the Sheep. Um, I just realized I never opened in a word of prayer, so shame on me. Yeah. Uh, but I will close this out, and we'll hit the outro, and we will see you guys back next week. Father, thank you for just the opportunity uh, to, to, to really just have this platform to be able to talk about things that, that people struggle with um, on daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is, Lord. And for those who are listening that, uh, you know, something that Mackenzie said that uh, really spoke to them, Lord, may they just take that in and, and use it and, and uh, put it into their life, put it to action in their life, Lord, and just speak directly to them. Uh, guide their hearts and guide their minds. And I thank you for all that you've done for us. We know that everything we have is yours and there's nothing we could do without you. It is in your name I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Feed the Sheep this week. May the Spirit be within you, may it be upon you to embolden you in your faith to go out and advance the gospel to build the kingdom and bless the world.